DJ and PK brought to you in part by Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be. Full service local agents and will save you thousands. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. So, PK, we had a little football for people earlier this morning. For the 9 o'clock listeners, let's get them up to speed. A little tennis? No, football. Okay. All right. Football. Well, we do have a semifinal in Wimbledon yeah, going I thought on we'd right j- now. Go, but go ahead. If you want to talk about that sport, go ahead. <laughs> about football? Yeah. Just we are the tennis station. Okay. I mean, if you we want. are the tennis station. Who's playing? We've got Berrettini and Herkets from oh, Poland. Yeah. The ladies? Uh, men's. I know. Who's playing in the ladies, I'm saying? Oh. Ladies final is tomorrow. Ladies final is tomorrow. Barty and who? Barty against... Yeah, we're the tennis station, yeah, all right. We are. We are the tennis station. <laughs> Clearly, we're right on top of it. All right, so the football news, uh, there's a couple of things happening. Uh, some of it just confirming what we already know. Some of it a little intriguing. Odds are out. One of the sports books in Vegas put the odds out for the opening week of the season, both week zero and week one. There are a lot of Pac-12 teams favored by double digits over Mountain West teams. But there's a Pac-12 team that is an 11-point underdog to BYU. Arizona. I was surprised it was that big. I thought it was going to be more BYU by a touchdown. I thought BYU by six or seven, something in there. Six, seven, eight. Because there's so much turnover. There's so many new faces. New players. Yeah, but there's so many crappy players on the other team. Right. And you thought there were so many crappy players to be Arizona by, would be a 15-point underdog to BYU. And it turned out if you just average us, then... Boom, you hit the number. Well, I'm going to go to that game, and I'm going to put 2000 down on the Cougars. 2000 wow. on the Cougars. You could never do that. You would be whimpering and crying <laughs> in the window. It's so much money, I can't do this. You watch me. You're not wired for it. It's just not, not happening. I'm, I'm going go, to go down to that game. I'm going to watch you walk over to the window. I want to see not, the place you, No, you're not. Sure. you're not. You're not. I will film happening. it. Not happening. I think they're going to win by more than 11. They've got to win by more than 11. Sure, they have some new faces, but see, you just take that on face value, and that doesn't work for me. you got to go deeper. What than part that. am I taking on face value? Well, I don't mean you. I mean generally you. Okay, so the general you is taking what on face value? Well, they lost Zach Wilson. Yeah, I get it. They lost Zach Wilson. They lost mm-hmm. Dax Mill. Yeah, I get it. They lost Dax Mill. But if you step beyond that, I mean, they've got a lot of guys who got experience on the offensive line, which is very, very important. And then you actually have some experience at quarterback, even though Zach was the star. The other guys have played, unless Conover wins the gig right out of the shoot. I don't know that he will. Then the other guys, they've been in situations now. They're they're older. I think both those kids have served missions, uh, Romney and Hall. Am I correct? Correct. All right. So chronologically, they're older, mm-hmm. right there. And older, and, more mature, and right. that that matters there to a, to a degree. And they also have a fair amount, not a lot, but a fair amount of experience, particularly for backups. And this is their what third year. Uh, with A-Rod? I mean, they lose Jeff Grimes, but that was, There's like, a transition, that was the biggest no-brainer to elevate A-Rod officially to what he'd been doing to a large extent anyway. Here, Aaron, here's the honorary yeah, title. Right, and so that was a 100% no-brainer. No one can argue with that, that that was the right move, right? And so he knows the kids. The kids know him. So there's all that stuff that doesn't show up in loss of production last year. And I get it. That's still huge. But you return your running backs, and you still have some receivers there. You've got Romney. 
Somebody else. Who am I missing? They got another kid too, don't they? Uh, 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 Powell. Yeah, I say Neil yeah. Powell. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was missing somebody. And so he got those two kids who are decent players. I can remember A-Rod telling me his first year. Now he coached in the Pac-12 for a number of years, sat out a year, and then came to, to BYU. And so that first year, he said, Powell is a Pac-12 receiver. He was just, we were just talking one day after practice, back when you can do that in the old days. And uh, <laughs> the before times, <laughs> yeah. and hopefully, going I mean, just forward. a couple years ago, but uh, uh, he just, you know, we just, we're just talking, just standing there, uh, just shooting a breeze about the football team on the practice field there. And he was just talking uh, because that was his uh, first introduction to BYU at a full time, uh, especially from the offensive, you know, when he was coaching at Utah and they played him every year, he's studying their defense, he's not studying their offense. So my point is that they've got some guys, and the Kua brothers are going to hit the ground running, I believe. You would think so. Right. And we always talk about the competition. You can list enough receivers at the Y who you would think would be decent. And with competition, somebody's going to excel. Somebody ought to stand out head and shoulders. They got talent there. That's the bottom line. I don't know if they'll have a 1,000-yard receiver, but they got talent. And this the, might have the best collection of receiver talent since uh, Kali Pitta, those guys. Well, that'd be pretty good to replicate just, that. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to replicate. I'm just saying the best okay, since. you got 90% of that production. Collectively, I'm speaking. Yeah, I, I get your point. Those two guys are NFL guys. So, but if you throw um, for thirty five hundred or four thousand yeah. yards, what do you care if most of it went to two guys or it spread around? That, that's always been Kyle's Whittingham's. That's always yeah. been his uh, philosophy. I mean, his that two, doesn't matter. His two thousand eight Sugar Bowl team, yeah. they spread the yardage around, but there are plenty yeah. of guys who could get a first down or a touchdown. Yeah, you need playmakers. So I think they're going to be okay there, and I like that they open against a crappy team. So many times they open up against a great team or, uh, you know, uh, Utah, whatever it might be. Uh, I wouldn't want that this year. You're getting, you're getting Utah soon enough. <laughs> so uh, Game two. Yeah. So I like that. This isn't a big sky. I'm not going to downgrade. I mean, obviously I don't want their University of Arizona to win very many ball games. And, and in my stage of my life, I was thinking about this the other day at the gym. Really from, from my fandom – Pretty much the only game that I super care about is the U of A game. <laughs> if you told me that they could lose to the Utes the next 10 years but beat the Cats the next 10 years, I sign up immediately. Immediately I sign up. I actually, that. my mind went to not to the Utah game but to the USC game. It doesn't matter Everybody as much. Everybody loves to beat USC. Sure, but I'm not there when I was working with them day in and day you out. You don't have to listen to them the same no, way. No, not at all. I, I've, I've since you know, I've If you haven't done it, that. people, USC fans and overbearing. Yeah. Spectacular. And we had many guys that were SC grads that I worked with at the Daily Breeze. And Nonstop just, honks. And I don't yeah. even know them, right? Right. It just <laughs> drive me nuts. I, I tell the story in my first house uh, here, and we had a evaporative cooler. Thank goodness we don't have that now. But uh, so I used to have to go up on a roof every freaking fall and winterize, and I hated it, right? And so I'm up there, uh, and my buddy calls uh, uh, from SC, and they had just played that day. And I'm up on the roof, and there was a contract. I think it was Brad Otten, the kid who was at Weber, the fumble, non fumble. They picked it up overtime, scored. And he says to me, he's an SC guy, 
And he says, well, yeah, the refs, of course they're going to favor the underdog. I start screaming, the Devils were favored that day. It's just your cocky, over-the-top SC attitude that thinks every game you play, the other team is the underdog. That's all true. (laughs) That's all true every Saturday of the fall, every year. So I'm on the roof screaming. (laughs) <laughs> my neighbors, what's going on up there? <laughs> USC football. So, but that doesn't hold the lu- the the luster that it used to. So, certainly, I don't want Arizona to win. But I'm not going to sit here and dis- just completely and totally dismiss them because they do have some Pac-12 talent on the roster. They may not have a lot of it, and you've got to give this guy, this fish, this new guy, an opportunity to develop the program. And so, we'll see what happens. But right now, they haven't won in two years. Last year, they didn't play enough games. They probably would have won something. But I think they closed on a, what, a six- or seven-game losing streak two years ago, and then they lost other games last year. And so the Cougars should be able to win that thing. So I want to look a little bit beyond the fact that they are literally 127th, which I think is dead last in terms of returning production. Yeah, that was a weird list because you said the dead last, and I'm sure you, when you looked at it, it was last, but I thought there were 130 teams. So I wonder what happened three to the other three. Three teams opted out last year. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Math major, yuck. I like it. So there was no way that they There's had no way to team. measure returning because yeah. they didn't play last year. Right. Good call, yuck. So 127. The Charlotte Cougars was are one dead last. Char- well, Charlotte actually played, I believe. It was UMass, Old Dominion, and... Charlotte. Anyway, doesn't matter. Move on. It don't. So, dead last in returning production, but enough experience... And enough talent that that should be okay. Well, and returning production and returning production can be terrible production. It can be, yeah. Just because you have guys coming back, right. doesn't mean that they're wow. Look at those guys; they're they're a year older. That automatically means they're a year better. And we seem like we heard that from Utah basketball for the last few years. They ain't gotten any better. Nope. So, uh, I mean, basketball might be different. Obviously, it's a different sport. Uh, so it may not be the same comparison, but I'm expecting the Cougars to win that first ball game. I mean, to me, uh, given the opponent, that would be a that that would be a major downer. And then you know, ultimately, they don't have to win by 15 and win by five or two or one or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but oh, man, I, mean, I guess it matters to an extent because I'm arguing with myself now. Do it. It's in, it's entertaining. Because you know, I thought about, well, wait a second. That one year, the Cougs beat that team from Portland, and that was the 4-9 and nine season. They looked so bad. They looked awful. Yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah, that's, no, you yeah, won't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling it. Not no, feeling it. That was that was ugly. Right, but that's where you have to see how the game plays out. In the first quarter, you have a couple of horrible plays. You turn the ball over, or broken coverage, or whatever, and it's not going well. But then in the second half, you come out and you got your feet under you, and you just dominate and you push them around. Yeah, this you is a great, great situation yeah. here, in that whoever wins the job is going to have to be good. It's not a, from a position of weakness that they decide we're going to go with hundred percent on three. that. Well, we haven't really we've seen well we haven't seen Conover at the college level. We've seen a little bit of Hall, but we saw enough of Romney to know he's a decent quarterback. I think we've they, seen enough of Hall too. They beat Boise State with him. So if Hall beats out Romney, or if Conover beats out Romney, well, you had to beat the guy who beat Boise State. So you must be playing at a pretty high level. Right. And so that's from a good perspective. So they'll decide that 
probably uh, halfway through. I think they already know who they think is going to win the job. Now, that doesn't mean that the other two won't get every opportunity to win it, and uh, that can happen. It can, and, and, and coaches aren't going to be totally honest in that situation, usually. So I wonder how often it happens, because I think in every battle, coaches go in with an idea, this is the guy. It happens. It happens the year but, the Devils won the uh, South Division. But if somebody else comes in and outperforms, and they're like, well. Taylor gonna, Kelly left spring ball at number three. He won the job in camp. They won the division. And maybe it was the next year, but uh, he, was the, he was their guy that they wanted. And he kind of came out of nowhere from that perspective. So I believe that they think that they have an idea of what the depth chart is. They're not going to say anything publicly, and no one has said anything publicly to me, or probably not publicly, pri- privately. No one has said anything to me, so I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm not speaking from, well, I have some inside information here. I'm just going on what I feel, and I think they think they know, but... They are going to allow the other two guys ample, ample opportunities. Yes. So it is open, and uh, the other two, uh, whoever they may be, uh, they'll get their shot, and then they maybe get their shot during the season. If it's Hall, he's had injury, concussion issues, and and what do they say? If you're susceptible to that, that tends to happen. Uh, that's where hope, maybe the year yeah, off will help. I mean, hopefully not for the yeah. kid. The further yeah. you get away, hopefully that helps. Yeah, and, that, and one of the reasons why I think it's going to be Hall, and this is my opinion, is they told him to take the year off to get healthy. And they, I don't think they would have said that unless they believed in him. You know, they would have said, uh, sh- sure, you can be in the competition. But they knew full well that Zach Wilson was primed for a big season. They, they absolutely knew that. And they thought he was an NFL guy, and they thought he was going to go in the NFL after this last season. Maybe they didn't know number two and blow up the way he did, but I believe that they believed that he was going to have a good enough season to NFL would come calling and he would answer the call. So they wanted uh, Hall to be at his premium health-wise this season. That's what they got, and it worked out. Well, most schools are going to need two or three quarterbacks to get through the year, so however the Whatever the depth chart looks like on September 4th when they open the season against Arizona, if you're the second or third guy, be ready because your, your chance is coming. There are plenty of backups who play, and there are actually a handful of third-string guys who end up being the starter. So be ready. Yeah, and I actually think uh, if uh, Conover doesn't win, I believe his time will come. He will start an opening day game. At some point during his career, mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy. I believe he will be. Yeah, whatever year that might be, it'll happen. Yeah, it could be this year, could be next year, or year after, because he's just a freshman, right? I mean, he's he can actually even redshirt. He can be a freshman three freaking years in a row. He's a, he's a true <laughs> freshman officially yeah. this year, despite yeah. having played last year. So, man, he may if he were to stay all four and use a redshirt, he may shatter the age limit. <laughs> we need a 30-year-old quarterback. Let's go. <laughs> who started his career at 21? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – who was it? Uh, was, there was it Wanky or Chris somebody? Chris who he, he played minor league yeah, ball, though. He was a little older uh, in that situation, too. So he, uh, Three he, years at like 26, 27, and 28 or something like that? He was 30 coming out into the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. All right, well, the opening week of college football, September 4th, less less than uh, two months now. 
Yeah, there's, there's a few I'm big excited. games. There's a few big games the yeah, opening weekend. I think they're all big. Utah State is a 16.5-point underdog against Washington State. That's a huge game. That game will be on the Pac-12 network. Uh, kicks off a half hour after BYU and Arizona kick off on ESPN. And you got Blake Anderson and his new staff. That's just a gigantic game for them. Are you kidding me? It's not a conference game, but so what? It's, and I'm not going to make uh, ultimate uh, assessments on your season off of one game. But it'll be our first good look. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Uh, all those games, you know, Utah. Just Charlie Brewer getting out there uh, in the first game. No odds on the Ute game. That's a, would they play Weber? Yeah. Uh, so just just being out there, and then being out there, especially this year of all years, because fans are anticipated to be back, and that's that in and of itself is a celebration. And then for the Utes, we had on Mark Harlan, and they're going to run out there with their new south end zone, which is going to be a premier. If it's anything like any of the other facilities that they built, it's gonna this be great. thing will be awesome. Right. Yeah. They built a football stadium. It was a huge step up. They built a football facility. It was a mind-blowing change from what they had previously. Yeah, right. As it is any place. Yeah. You can go wherever. Uh, anything the next new. generation you're of not things. building a new thing that sucks it's better than what it was and the utah facilities at that point as i said with mark at that point the utes literally have everything that they need and fifty thousand, eighty thousand, the big house a hundred thousand sure that's all well and good uh but it's not it's not needed to get kids excited. 50,000 is plenty. Oregon, that's all they got. I've been in that stadium multiple times, and it's not any bigger than what the Utes will have going for them. comes down to you fill the place you have. It doesn't matter what you have. When the place is full and everybody's loud, it's a great environment. And I've seen that. I've been on that field many, many times. And I've been on the field at, uh, what's it, Autzen Stadium? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Yep. I've been on that field, too. And, and when the thing, I've been to all these places here in the conference. And when the home team's winning, it's rocking. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are joined right now by Andrew Reinhardt with Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, Andrew, tell us about the breakthrough treatment. Well, if you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, I, uh, I don't meet very many men that enjoy taking the pill, using injections, ordering supplements that don't work. Wasatch Medical, we use the only proven technology, wave therapy, which opens up and regrows blood vessels in this part of the body. Uh, I love the science behind it. I love all the clinicals, but I think what's more important is the change in relationships, happiness levels, uh, intimacy in the bedroom. It, It has kind of this ripple effect on a man's life, the relationship, his significant other, and we love to hear how it improves and how a man leaves this clinic almost like a new person uh, when we restore normal function in the bedroom. So Cambridge studied you, and I'm curious, uh, what, what, what portion of what you do interested them the most, how long they studied it, how all that worked? This was a 2018 study. They took a group of men that were no longer even responding to pills. So even though they didn't say it, I'm assuming maybe older gentlemen, unhealthy, a lot of health conditions... At the end of their study, they said all men experienced some kind of increase in blood flow. 
that is really cool. Uh, and there's 40 other clinical studies, by the way. So we know it works. We know we really can regrow blood vessels. And erectile dysfunction, it's a blood flow problem. So what are the top causes of ED? I would say diabetes and prostate issues, just kind of my opinion, what we see in the clinic. But also, you're more normal than you think. If you're struggling, I don't think it necessarily means you have some underlying health condition. This is way more common than the public know about. So you got a special offer for people who pick up the phone and call you right now. Yes, call us now. Leave your wallet at home. There is zero cost and zero obligation. We will do the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound at no charge with our MD. You'll get the little gift uh, worth the trip, even if you don't take treatments. It produces immediate results in the bedroom. And blood work and testosterone now included to new patients. That's pretty cool. And a lot of value at no charge. Can you explain the special offer? That, that All of that is going to be totally free. The testosterone, the exam, the assessment, and the special gift. There it is. All right. Put a stop to your ED. Call Wasatch Medical right now. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000 for that special offer. 801-901-8000. Call Andrew Reinhardt at the Wasatch Medical Clinic now. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. College football is close. I'll be excited when camps open up. We're not that far away, We're really not. If I had to pin you down to one thing that you're looking forward to this football season. I'm going to start with the obvious, a full slate of games. It'll be great to have a normal football year. Can't help but think about where we were at this point last Uh, year. And the debate on whether or not football was actually going to happen, in what way, shape, or form. It was just such chaos. I'm looking forward to not talking about that and talking about, hey, Gordon, how do you think the running back is going to play? Yeah. You know? The first normal football season in two years. I'm very much looking forward to it. Couldn't agree more. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Time to catch up on all the stuff you missed in the first three and a half hours of the show. Suns up two games to none on the Bucks. They made it look easy, PK. They took control in the second quarter. They had an answer for every run. Seemed like there was always a big three for them anytime Milwaukee made a move. And Milwaukee got back within five after being down double digits. Well, Milwaukee was up by eight early, and I think the Suns, I think it was like 20 to 12 or 21 to 12, and all the Suns that hit was threes. So the three-pointer is such a big deal. They ended up 20 of 40 from the three-point line. Yeah, that'll work. They do it all. They hit the mid-range. They get layups and dunks. They weren't hitting the, the uh, non-three early, but threes kept them within striking distance until they got hot. And there was that one possession. It ended up with an eight and, and one where they must have had six passes. It was ten. It really reminded me of Jazz basketball. Yes. They played a lot of things they did. You could hear Quinn Snyder talking about. The way to play is not a mystery. The key is actually being able to do it. As it always is. Giannis goes off. Had an enormous game. 42 points, 12 rebounds, but nobody went with him. The second, the third score, the balance the Suns had with uh, three guys over 20 points, and, and Booker went for 31. So, I think the Bucks situation is that they don't have the consistency out of Holiday and Middleton. Those are good players. 
But you did have a stat on Middleton. Middleton, I heard, in the first two games of every series that they've been in, which is obviously four at this point, he's averaged 17. From games three through seven, he's averaged 27. That's why I think the Bucks still are right. Maybe not right there, because it puts an enormous amount of pressure on them winning game three. But if they win game three, they're right there. Well, game three in Atlanta, he went for uh, 38 points. So we'll see if it erupts. He went for 35 in game three against Brooklyn. Now, Maybe some of those he's about times, to get it going. Uh, Antetokounmpo was out. And so put then a there's more, more pressure yeah. on Middleton knowing maybe he needs to I have that. bring it. Yeah, I need to have that attitude of uh, even though he's playing, he is out because the Bucks are still capable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a hole. It's not a huge hole. 0-3 is a huge hole. But they got to find a way to win both these ball games at home. Yeah, if you go back to Phoenix 3-1, then uh, sounds like a party in Arizona, doesn't it? Close it out at home, Bedlam. Not only that, the Godfather is showing up in Game 5. Really? Does he not go to games very often? I guess not. He said, Jerry Colangelo said, I will be at Game 5. And he, he's not only the godfather of the Suns, he's the godfather of pro sports in Phoenix. And he's revered as such. And I've interviewed him a few times. Like in one time I was at my parents' house and I had to call into him. So I'm in Phoenix. Uh, my father answers the phone. Hello, this is Jerry Colangelo. Is Patrick there? My father. Oh. <laughs> 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 big time. The big time. My son's arrived. Uh, Jerry Colangelo. Yeah, 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 for sure. There's been a few times when I told him I had the one-on-one interview with MJ after game three of his first finals win. I played golf with Danny White once. There's just been a, a few isolated incidents that, that excited the family uh, and realized, all right, maybe the, the, kid is, the kid's on to something here. It took a while, but uh, yeah, I've interviewed uh, Mr. Colangelo, as a lot of people talk about him and refer to him. And can, I, I read his read his bio, and he's 28 years old, and they brought him out to the Suns to interview for the GM. And why do you think you're qualified to be here in this interview? Well, unless I'm mistaken, you think I'm qualified. <laughs> That's why you paid my way out here. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and he got the gig. <laughs> Dwayne Wade was at the game last night. He was. Hugging Booker at the end of the game. He is a citizen of the world. I saw on social media he'd been in Miami. There's a, He's got businesses there. Yeah. He? I think he moved to Los Angeles, but he's got businesses still going on. I, I love this type of story. I love it when somebody uses what they're really good at to cash in at something else. Leverage it into yeah, the next thing. I think thing. That's, that is role model-ish for all pro athletes. Use your money wisely. And Stand. set yourself up for the next phase of your life. Yeah, and be a good dude. And you've made enormous amount of contacts. Well, the reason I knew it was in Miami is I saw on social media that he went to the site of the condo collapse. And they have a, uh, a memorial there. And so he was there. Uh-huh. And quoted it, May, and maybe it was from the previous day, and I saw it late on social media. But when I saw it, I thought, "Oh, he was there in the morning." And then at night, I'm watching the game, and Booker walks off the floor. Yeah, hey, wait him. a minute! Yeah, well, he's, they, they show they showed yeah. him there. I saw that too. I saw the hug and all that stuff. Great. Yeah, he's everywhere. 
Other things that have been topics on the show, David Locke came on and talked about the market for, not just for Mike Conley, but for point guards. He just thinks there's going to be a lot of point guards on the move. Lakers in the market for a point guard. Schroeder's on the move, looking for a new team. Bulls, Mavericks, Heat, Knicks. He ran down a list. He thought as many as nine could move. Where does Lowry land? Doesn't mean that everybody ends up moving in this game of musical chairs. But there could be a lot out there. And then the issue for the Jazz, of course, is they need to go all in on Conley because they're over the cap and they're not going to be able to uh, sign these other free agents for big money. No, unless there's uh, some kind of movement, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And i got to believe they're in the driver's seat, though, to retain his services. He wants a lot of money, and they can do that. And he wants a shot at the title, and they're as close as anybody. And Locke did bring up, there's just a lot of noise about Chris Paul to the Knicks. You have a chance to go back-to-back, yeah, you don't do it, yeah. you walk away. Well, and- see, I also read something, that they have a deal about uh, players who are over 36, what they can be signed to, uh, to buy other teams. You might want to check into that, because I don't know that the Knicks are going to be an option. I saw something on that from the Phoenix perspective, uh, that they're not, they're not that worried about all that stuff. Right now, obviously, they're not worried about it right now. Uh, so, see what happens there. Uh, but I think that I think Conley, I I just don't think that he wants to go through the personal trauma of having to drive to and take a new route to a, to the practice site. Okay, you're laying it on a little thick. It took a year and a half to get that thing down. It did. That might have been one of the dumbest excuses <laughs> I've the heard drive. for, for poor, poor play or not living up to expectation. Yeah. <laughs> a new route. And I realized it was just symbolic of the bigger point. But sometimes things just get under your skin. And that got under yours. Yes. <laughs> We've heard about it quite a bit. Everybody else is moving on. <laughs> You're stuck on it. No, but see, I think now, but it's, it's important now to bring it up because he knows the route. Yes. I think that the bigger point is does he want to get used to a new coach, a new system, no, no. and new teammates? Not when you got a good one here. Right. Especially At least my perspective, you. I'm not a grass is greener dude. If I got something good, eyes. I try to hold on to it. Through your eyes. You ready for the NBA uh, Finals to slow down now every third day? Uh, Thursday to Sunday to Wednesday to Saturday? They're really spacing this thing out. I like the Sunday thing because usually Sunday nights, almost all Sunday nights, I'm home. Whereas Fridays and Saturdays, I can't guarantee so that I get, I'm going to be home. I get three games a week. If you stay on the Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, so once in a while you end up with the third day, I get that. That's fine. But when every game, and when you start playing the 11th, the 14th, the 17th, the 20th, that just seems like too much time. We're back to a first-round type schedule here. And those uh, always yeah. move too slowly. Mm, sure. Yeah, I agree. Plenty of rest, though, for the uh, both teams to play their starters. Just massive minutes when you know you're going to have – Three days till the next game. If I were the Suns, I'd be a little bit bugged about that because you've got to spend more time in Milwaukee than they had to spend in Phoenix. And you've got home court. It should be the other way around. Because, you know, sleeping in your own bed. Big, big, <laughs> big, big, big deal. I wonder if, if I'm Sarver, I import their beds. Fly them in. Because they're going to be in Milwaukee that'd for be a, a good whole, long time. That'd be a hilarious story. The sons have flown in everyone's bed. <laughs> so you get to sleep in your own bed. No, I know. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> video, video of movers carrying mattresses into a hotel. Now, the good thing is they probably won't have to leave until Saturday afternoon. No need to go today. 
Uh, but you'll be there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. That's a lot of killing time, man. Yep. Especially because I assume there's probably under some protocol spiel. So it's not like they, I don't know, can they go take in a Brewers game? I don't, I don't know. Everybody, hey, we got a bonus day. Let's just get in the bus and let's go tour Lambo. It's a two-hour drive. Let's kill some time. Well, you'll often see that if the, there's a game, you'll see pro other pros and other yeah. sports going to the stadiums to watch other yeah. games. Something to do. Standing on the sideline in NFL games. Wrong time of year for that, but you see those shots all the time. All right, other uh, other sports news that we uh, we touched on briefly. Uh, scary for Drew Locke driving through Kansas. A bouncing tire, according to Kansas Highway Patrol, had to dodge that, but what has been described as a rogue lug nut from the tire embedded mm. itself in his windshield. I like to think of myself as a rogue lug nut. There's some truth to that. <laughs> I can see your point. <laughs> DJ and rogue lug nut Patrick Kinahan. Well, I mean, I think it's clear I bring a lot of them. Oh, I've brought a lot of them over the years. I mean, guys say, man, you got a lot of lug nuts. Okay. Come on, guys, you didn't see that? <laughs> I was waiting for it. Just wasn't ready when it was delivered. Well, there were plenty of other things we talked about, but maybe we should just leave it right there. On that note. When we come back, your feedback. A lot of people weighing in their take. The Suns are up 2-0. You thought the Jazz would be up 2-0. You hoped it. You expected it. You're freakishly disappointed they're not. Or you're over it. Full range of opinions on display next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief of The Athletic. What are we looking at right now with the college football playoff? How much longer are we going to deal with this four-team thing before we see an expansion? The message coming out of the last set of meetings in Dallas is definitely, you know, pump the brakes. This is very complicated. There's a lot of contracts, and they all go through 2026. And that it would actually be surprising to the people in that room if they could start it earlier. I think the reality is that they're going to have a discussion with ESPN this summer, and ESPN's going to say, we'll pay you whatever you want to blow that thing up and start it sooner. I don't think you can put that back in the bottle and say, we're not going to use this for five years. I think there's everybody involved to figure out a way to get it started sooner, and the logical date is 2023, two seasons from now. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for your feedback, all the stuff you've had to say about today's show how many of us think it's the jazz who should be up 2-0 in the finals and a utah man says not me well whoop do you do for you bruno says sons are the better team to be honest bruno okay I'd agree with this, Marshall says. The Jazz were not nearly deep enough to win with injuries they had. The Clippers were, and here we are. Sean says the point is injuries happen to everyone. The Jazz didn't have enough good players to step up when the injuries hit. Well, they lost, so it's hard to argue otherwise. Yep. Sean 
Sean says the Jazz cannot win a title with Rudy Gobert taking up one-third of their cap space. Can't. Drop the hammer. It's impossible. Well, then drop Gobert. That would seem to be the <laughs> obvious reaction if you believe that. Well, why? Is he like the new Mark Eaton we're just going to bang on him? Yes. It's got to be somebody's fault. And I don't want it to be several people's fault because I love all these people. I can, only, I can only muster the courage to blame one person. Well, Gobert's got to get better. And so, you know, he's spoken about trying to be the best he can be. So I suspect he will get better. I wish he had a little bit more of an offensive move for sure. I can live without the offensive move. I would trade that right now and just say finish to the contact when they go small. Overpower those little guys. Just dunks. Alley-oops and dunks. Okay, that you is got a the move, size then. advantage. Right. I don't need the back to the met basket. and the, I take it if you had it. Mm, I want a crossover perimeter jumper from 20. <laughs> that's, okay. Keep the wrist cocked as you're going that's, down. Okay, here, here's the rogue lug nut right there. <laughs> You wouldn't take that? I would take it, but that's not happening. Nevertheless. I would absolutely take it. That's what I'm saying. Ben says, not me. Suns are on a different level and would have beaten the Jazz in the Western Conference Final. We were getting a lot of that. There's a lot of realism here, not a lot of homerism. I think it's a lot of negativism. I don't think it's a lot of realism. At this point, how do you like, know that's realistic? You so don't at that know. point, so at that point, don't uh, don't tease me with a title that could have been. If they hadn't lost, then they just would have lost in the next round. So it would have been a title. So I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, we're the Jazz. Everything that want, something's going to go wrong. We don't know what it is. And believe me, I'd heard that from so many for Phoenix people, and they probably still think it. <laughs> at 2-0, yeah. at 2-0, they won't allow themselves. This of all the heartache they've had, this would be the hardiest of the heartaches. Oh, this would be horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be, that would be horrible. Yeah, that would just. Well, just I be guarantee awful. you, when I go to the gym today, they're going to be talking about the possibility of that. Particularly, sometimes they they'll just do a segment with calls, and there's going to be people who are thinking, yeah, okay, something's going to go wrong. Chris Paul's going to something. Booker's going to get COVID uh, protocol. Who knows? Uh, and a tweak here or there. Yeah, because this, this franchise, in terms of winning a title, just like this one here in town, it's been nothing but heartache. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of good times along the way, and they've been competitive for a great number of years, but in terms of winning it all, it hasn't gotten done. So, yeah, it's almost too good to be true, and now you're two games away against an opponent that, at least right now, doesn't strike a whole lot of fear in you. A- at best, they're going to have one legendary player. Yes. At best. Yeah. So the the door the door was open for the Jazz for sure. But now because of circumstances, it's much more open for the Suns. And Suns fans similar boat to here. So they're thinking, man, can this possibly be true? It is right now. We'll never know if the Jazz would have lost to the Suns. So I think that's a little defense mechanism. I'm not going to allow myself to think about that because then it hurts even more. And I imagine there's be some people around here, and we'll get to that if the Suns should win, that it's going to bug them. Well, wait a second. Not, not the Suns, man. It's, <laughs> it's almost like we can live with the Lakers and the Warriors, but not the Suns. They're us, not the Suns. Yeah, but that means it can be done here. Nah, but... Hope. But... 
course, if the Bucks pull I, it off, it I, means I, it can be done here too. I, I know, he, he, you 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 push that narrative, and I don't understand that. It's been proven a million times over that it can be done. So I don't. I don't a need million times over. So so I say five hundred thousand. <laughs> the point is that it's been shown plenty of times. Detroit showed it. Dallas showed it. The Spurs showed it. How, how, what do I need more? Uh, the Spurs is a different deal. I mean, you got slam dunk, number one draft pick, everybody drooling over him. Yeah, it can be done if you get that guy and he stays. And but you have Jazz gone for years that. to tell me about the other guys in the second round picks. And they now to change your argument, no. you've gone with the number one guy. No. You certainly have to have those smart picks later, and they did. But you they had Hall of Famers later, the, not smart picks. And they couldn't and, and Parker and Ginobili wouldn't have won without Duncan. And now Duncan wouldn't have won one out with there them. There is an argument to be made, yes. <laughs> so that was but the Jazz simple. have never had the number one pick to get the Duncan. You don't need so the number one pick. With you need Dallas. Hall of Fame players. If you want to go with the 04 Pistons, and if you want to go with 2011 Dallas, yes. But even this feels better than those. Uh, the Bucks don't have the number one pick. Phoenix has the number one pick, so he was the number one pick. So if you need the number and, one pick, they got it. And he wasn't all that, and he wasn't even the best player in the draft. No, he wasn't. And the number one, he the, doesn't feel like a slam dunk. That's not. That's has not like not gotten out of the friggin' first round. Right. So what and difference does that make? That's not like getting <laughs> the number one pick and getting Duncan or Shaq or LeBron when everybody is drooling okay. in those years. Okay. And and that's and, and nobody was drooling over the greatest player of all time, and he went third. And what the hell yep. difference does that make? You're just going in circles. I'm chasing my own tail here. Get as many. Great players as you can get. It doesn't matter if they're the number one pick or if Antetokounmpo's the number 15th pick or who's uh, Jokic is the second round pick and he's the MVP. None of that stuff matters. It All that matters is get the best players and stay healthy and play well. And as they say, voila! What do they say? Voila! <laughs> Rogue like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what matters the most, man. You, you had my head spinning there. I literally got a headache. Good. Number one pick and this and that. Jordan wasn't the number one pick. <laughs> so the Suns, when they're, when they're all snake bit, is that largely because what happened with Nash? Yeah, right. Yes. With Nash and the hip check and all that? Or is it all the other ones? Because they uh. did. They were up two on the Rockets twice and got beat. By both of Olajuwon's title teams. Correct, because Barkley's a gagger. But they were, well, I guess it proves it happens because they were down 0-2 to the Lakers and came back on the year Barkley took them to the finals and they won at 5. So 0-2, they got three examples of 0-2 doesn't mean it's done. 0-2 or 2-0. Sure, yeah. They, they, once they escaped from that in a best of five, and then twice they lost in best yeah, of seven. Yeah, I think that if you're going to put the heartache rank them, I think the Nash thing. The Nash thing's because a the Spurs swept the Nets in the final, if I remember correctly. Oh, that was that was one of those cases where the the two best teams had to meet before the finals. That was like Cowboys Niners. Like these are the two best teams. The Nets weren't in the same league, right? So I think because of. It was assumed that you would win. So the, when they beat the Lakers in that first round series, and you know, I think they had a dogfight with the with the Sonics at that point to get to the finals. Well, you're facing MJ. Uh, they like the Jazz. If you didn't want to beat MJ, 
you had two opportunities when he was gone and you didn't get it done. And the Rockets got them both. Right. And so then Olajuwon is elevated and good for him. And Rudy T, heart of a champion and all that stuff. The only thing that sucks about that is Maxwell got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was good to see Drexler get, on, get in on the second one. That, that's nice. Yeah, Maxwell didn't get the second one. He got right. kicked off the team. Right. What a knucklehead. What a, and now that was a lug nut. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the biggest lug nut. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic with a breakthrough treatment for ED. Andrew, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, we do have a breakthrough treatment, and guys have heard us talk about this. Maybe been a little hesitant. They feel like they're too young to be struggling in the bedroom. Uh, You're probably not too young. There's probably a lot of guys younger than you. Um, It's so common, but... Wasatch Medical can take care of the problem with our wave therapy, backed by 40 clinical studies. It very gently and pretty quickly opens up and regrows blood vessels. It treats the root cause of the problem. And think of this, two to three weeks from now, you could be done with these treatments. That's inside of the month of July. What would that do to your relationship with your loved one, to the frequency, the intimacy, and maybe even overall happiness, generally it does some pretty great things. So the top causes of ED, you keep talking to uh, patients and they keep telling you the same things, don't they? Yeah, we do see a lot of diabetes and prostate issues come in, but uh, we do see younger guys, 20s, 30s, and 40s, that maybe just aren't performing like they used to. I think overall it's more normal than we think. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you have some underlying condition. Anybody can experience this and probably younger than we'd like. So you got a special offer for people who call right now. Yes. Last segment of the day, the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our MD. That's free. Uh, leave your wallet at home, by the way. There is absolutely no charge. You get the special gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. That is great. Even if you don't plan on taking treatments, it's worth the trip. And new patients right now get blood work and testosterone. That is cool as well. Give us a call. It's all no charge. Call 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000 is the number for Wasatch Medical Clinic. Call Andrew now and get that special offer at 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Appreciate it.